Thanks for listening to Brokerage Insider. This week's episode was recorded live during the Explode Virtual Conference on Thursday, September 24th. We look forward to returning to our regular scheduled program soon, but until then, enjoy this session. In this episode, our VP of Product, Katie Ragusa, interviews Mark Choi, the co-founder of Climb Real Estate and the founder of High Note Labs. All right, so a quick introduction as we get back into things for this session. Um, Mark is the co-founder of Climb Real Estate, and he is the founder of High Note, which is his latest tech venture. So we'll talk about both of those, and we're really going to go through his experience in starting, creating, building a brokerage company, um, and also a real estate tech company. So tons of experience in this world. Thank you for joining us, Mark. Thank you for having me. Very excited. How's everyone doing? Good. We've got an active group in chat, so I'm going to keep an eye on it and see what people are saying if they want to um, ask questions, contribute to the conversation. Um, if you're dropping any tips for websites, um, if you could uh, maybe even put that into the chat, because I know people are loving to look up things like that that get recommended. So um, first off, Mark, I gave you an intro that's real estate specific, but actually prior to that, you have a finance background. So um, what brought you from the world of finance to loving the world of real estate and sticking with this? Oh my God. Even before that, I was uh, an engineer. So electrical engineering (laughs) and then um, computer engineering. And, you know, my, my foray into finance was really through uh, tech. We were building neural networks to learn how to trade stocks on the stock market. So um, although I did work for Citigroup and I was um, building uh, stock trading systems for uh, Siemens Nixdorf uh, out of Germany, um, I was just working for these financial companies, but I, I'm really a techie at heart. Um, and. Uh, you know, I, I'm really just interested in using technology to solve hard problems, right? And that was that was the general theme of my life. And, and I think, um, you know, building a stock picking algorithm to profitably trade stocks is one of those. And I, I saw a big opportunity in real estate. So we moved to it in, uh, in, in 2005 timeframe. Got yeah. it. Yep. So easy, easy problem solving is not your thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we like the big, big, ugly problems to solve. Great. Um, so you talked about intro to real estate. So you made that transition. Um, you have this, I can only picture an idea for climb at the beginning where um, it's just starting to develop in your brain. So what made it impossible to ignore? You had to start this company. Yeah, you know, we climb real estate started in San Francisco and it 10 years ago or actually 2005 that's 15 years ago. Um, you know, tech uh, had already gone through a mini boom, but we all everyone kind of knew that tech was just getting started and there was this part of San Francisco that was um, undeveloped and uh, it's still partly undeveloped, but you know, there is a section of San Francisco where there was a um, this big movement to put high-rise condos in and high-rise towers because they San Francisco needed to build up. And tech was coming in and they were coming in fast and furious. And what I mean by tech, I mean the tech companies. They were relocating their offices in San Francisco to tap into the talent pool, to attract employees, to attract workers. And all the venture capital money was in, in the Valley, which is, uh, you know, 
half an hour, 45 minute drive to the south. So the city was putting in a lot of effort and infrastructure and development into this area of San Francisco. And, you know, as I was getting into real estate um, and trying to understand the opportunities, I was like, huh, this is an interesting place to maybe set up shop. Because if we set up shop and we're able to capture um, some of the market share in this district, uh, which is called Soma South Beach, South of Market, South Beach, um, then we could grow with the city as the city grows. And, and that's, what, that's exactly what happened. You know, in 2005, I was an individual agent. Um, I met my partner, uh, my business partner, and then we decided to form a team. Mm -hmm. And we grew a team. We used the Keller Williams, um, the great Keller Williams book. Um, I think it's called Millionaire Real Estate T or Million, Million, Millionaire Real Estate Agent, I think it is, or Million Dollar Real Estate Agent, I can't remember. Um, um, but it, it's all about systems and processes on how to build a team. And that's a great book. If you have never read it, um, it it's just a brilliant book. It's way ahead of its time, but it, it's, it's also common sense. It's how do you build a very efficient and operational team to grow? And we, we modeled our business around that and um, we grew a sales group and then we eventually launched the brokerage in 2010, um, right during the end, kind of like the financial crisis. During the financial right. crisis, um, you know, which happened in uh, 2009 or, or, or so, um, we came out when it was really bottoming out in 2010. So. so let's go back. You mentioned you had a partner in this venture. So um, I don't know if there's any brand new brokers or even agents in this room who are thinking about starting their own brokerage. How do you decide if having a partner and taking that on versus doing it solo is the right decision for you? You know, I think you always need a partner, you know, you, you in life and in general, and it depends on what you're trying to do, obviously, but the, the larger or more difficult of a task, you need someone else. Um, you could only be good at certain things. And, and, and what you notice is that um, you need a compliment, right? You need someone that's going to, um, you know, if you're, if I was a tech finance business guy, um, very into efficiency and operations and, and technology and how to use it better. I needed a marketing guy. I needed a sales guy on the other side. And, someone that could, that knew branding, that was a, um, you know, a fantastic sales leader, somebody that could understand marketing and drive those campaigns, you know, um, and the message. And that is critical because if you, you have the best system and you have the best operations and the best tech, but if nobody knows about it, you know, uh, does it exist? It's sort of like uh, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it. Yeah. You know, did it fall, you know, so, um, you know, the big lesson that I learned is you just need to find someone that's going to help and they're going to be, they have to be different. They have to have another type of brain. They need to be able to have different skill sets to complement yours. Um, and there's pros and cons of that. I mean, you're going to fight, you're going to argue, but if you have the same goal and the same, um, time frame for that goal, um, you know, those things will all come to pass because, uh, you know, I just feel you need to cross pollinate ideas and they're going to approach it a different way than you are. And that's the only way you're going to succeed on a, on a larger scale. Right. And, and sometimes those disagreements make you better. It makes you consider something you never have before. So, um, since you're not taking the superhuman approach of, I have to be great at everything. 
um, and you are working with a partner, what are some of those early meetings like where you're making those decisions of what climb will be? You know, it, it was, um, it was crazy. It was, it was, we, we thought it was funny. We, we, we thought very big picture. Um, you know, I thought big picture from a technology business operations point of view strategy. Um, and he thought big picture from a marketing and sales branding perspective. And we discovered early on that we needed someone that was going to um, be the broker, someone that was going to uh, watch the details, dot all the I's and cross all the T's for us and really run a tight ship. Um, in San Francisco and California, it's a very litigious uh, state and um, real estate is not cheap. So, um, you know, people usually fight over things um, in real estate. And one of those big items is non-disclosure. Another big item is square footage discrepancies. Um, and these are the two big items and, and you know, it's tenants rights, there's all kinds of uh, rent control laws. And, and um, so you needed someone who was going to mitigate risk. You need someone that was going to be a great broker of record, someone that was going to be um, someone watching the money um, and being and watching all the details and making sure those things were in place and we weren't getting ourselves into risky positions. So the early meetings were discovering that we needed that kind of help and we brought in a third partner to do that. Um, and, and I think it's People really specific. First. What's that? People first, process second, right? Yeah, you know, it's, um, I mean, you, you could only go so far as process uh, with process and eventually you, you just need talent, you need people, um, you know, you also need focus. I think when you first start out something, you want to, the great thing about being in real estate as an agent um, and, a, and a broker job, I mean, the world's your oyster. You can, you can work as hard as you want or as much as you want, earn and, and, and what you earn is generally commensurate with the effort that you put in. So it's the ultimate entrepreneurial um, model, right? Uh, if you work half time, you're gonna get half the results or sometimes less. If you work full time, you're gonna get great results. If you're gonna work more than full time, you're gonna get even better results. So it's, it's commensurate, right, with what, your effort. So, um, but you need, you need great people and you need people to drive it. You need um, to think big and, you really need to um, overcome those obstacles and find help. Um, and, and so that, that, those early conversations were, were about what are our dreams? What, where do we want to go? You know, in the beginning also, there was, I, I would be lying to say that we didn't, we wanted to go national. We, but, you know, we said climb. Um, the brand was this new urban millennial techie um, younger brand that really resonated um, with a lot of people and um, you know a lot of the consumers a lot of agents and a whole generation of of, of a whole generation of, of people and well, let's talk about uh, that brand for yeah I, yeah, I yeah. think that's where you guys really really excelled in establishing that company you weren't just another real estate firm climb was a brand and I'm not one to love the word culture. Um, I hate that question when I'm interviewing tech talent because it, it can be such a vague thing to so many people um, and mean different things. But when you're in the presence of climb, you feel it. Like it, it was real uh, what you were. So how did you build that and, and become that? You know, it's, it's, it's really funny. It, it's also a very, it's a very poignant life lesson. It, it's sort of like, 
you can't be everything to everyone. You cannot please everybody. And if you're going to try to please everybody, you're going to please nobody. So what you end up having to do is you need to decide who you are going to be, what you're going to be, and own it, right? And, and you know, we, we were not comfortable selling to, um, you know, selling traditional Victorians in Pacific Heights. That wasn't our people. That wasn't what we did. Um, we were much more comfortable in the urban markets, um, graffiti, I remember your Zoom room. Yeah. Yeah. Graffiti sure. on the walls. Um, you know, really experimental art, stuff that was outside the box, things done differently. But, you know, in a way such that, wow, you come in here and you realize there is some other vision, there's some other movement, there's some other thing that you could tell there's confidence behind it. And you know, if we had just put up graffiti on the walls and been done with it um, or, 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 you know, done this sort of logo or this kind of branding or had this kind of picture of a person, I mean, people can tell if you're faking it, right? And uh, we all know the brands that are trying to be something that they're really not. And you just can't, you know, it's transparent. People will know. So it's very much like, um, the analogy I would make is, is, is when social media first started coming out and Facebook and things like that. And there was this big debate whether you should try to have one account, one Facebook account or a professional and a personal one. And well, I don't want, you know, my clients to see that, oh, I'm on vacation here or I have kids or I live here or I go to do these things. And I'm, and it just sort of became like, well, that's the problem, right? It, it's like, you need to be who you're going to be and own it. There is no hiding anymore in this world. And some people are going to like you and some people are not. And, you know, but if you, if you project confidence and you decide this is the way you're going to be, you like me, great. If you don't, that's good too. Um, you know, usually things work out right. And so we did that and we did that, um, you know, we took that motto and we just said, this is the way we are and we know it's great. We know it's great and resonates with certain types of people. And, that, and that's what we're gonna do. And we, we attracted a following and attracted, um, you know, a bunch of loyal um, agents and consumers. And then it started getting picked up nationally. We started winning awards. Um, and, and different media outlets. And um, eventually we were acquired by Realogy um, to be their urban brand. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, anyway. I, I, the I, dream ending to, to some stories. So um, the early days of deciding on a brand, committing to that direction, sticking with it and weaving it through uh, your office decor, your marketing materials, your tech, your website, all of it what, told that same story. So yes. you said that attracted a following. So did you have to recruit or did people just come to you? You know, it, it's, it's funny. It's, um, you, you'll find that um, when you take a stand on something, um, those people that agree or resonate with your stand will come to you, right? And um, you just need to provide leadership. You need to say, this is where I'm gonna be and this is where I'm going and people will follow. Um, those that don't, um, you know, if they're at the edge, you need to recruit them. Right, you need to convince them who you are, and uh, and and that works. That works as well. But um, you know, we we sort of knew that the message really resonated, and the message was about being yourself, uh, 
um, being, uh, you know, instead of someone in a suit, you, 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 the picture of a, of a, of an agent, um, in, in casual clothes, um, is sitting in the sun, looking at their phone, doing work, um, was the message we had, or, or maybe you're on vacation somewhere and you're on the beach and you're, and, um, you know, it, it, we're trying to sell a lifestyle. You're trying to sell a lifestyle and really it, it resonates, you know, the, the message is about freedom. It's about individuality. It's about being, um, your best, you know, we, we, and, and finding the best in yourself. Inclusion was a big one. Um, you know, we had, um, transgenders, we, we, we had a lot of minorities, um, in our organization. And it was, um, you know, we had a, a wide swath of people, um, agents in their twenties, um, to agents in their sixties. So it was a very eclectic mix of people. Um, the culture was about that. It was about, um, you know, we didn't have offices. Uh, we felt like offices made the place, um, non uh a little bit more hierarchical like people were always competing for the best office or like if you had the best office the corner office you were of higher status so we we got rid of all of that um our website um the agent pages there was no order to them um you know the top producer wasn't on top um it, it was always random we randomized that didn't cause anybody to leave and <laughs> pack up and go no i mean they loved it they loved the fact that we were you know i i deliberately said when we deliver when we show the agent pages the agent roster it's got to be a random order every single time so that there's no number one the person that has the last name that starts with an a isn't always on top um you know the, the founders aren't always at the top you know where everyone's equal um everyone's the same um, you know, Chris and I, my partners and my partners and I, we all sat together with everyone. We had a big open office co-working space, um, you know, co-working style space, um, no assigned desks. We didn't have like, we, in the beginning we had like file cabinets and then we, we were like hating that. And so we got rid of those. We, did, we <laughs> didn't have, we didn't have landline phones, um, no extensions. Everyone, you know, we're like, well, everyone's got a mobile phone. Why do we need a landline phone? I don't understand, you know? There's no, like, when you call into the number, a company directory, oh, press three to look up this person. Um, none right. of that stuff. And, you know, it was just, it was just different at the time. And, and um, you know, now it seems, it seems standard and normal, but it, it was just such a, it was a unique take on real estate brokerage. Um, totally. And, yeah. and each brokerage is different and tells a different story. So the urban market casual um like the graffiti art like you were talking about before that made you guys unique but it's not necessarily saying hey everybody real estate needs to be less casual um whatever makes you you would you say to that broker who's having trouble recruiting retaining agents getting clients to come to them that they just need to dig in and reflect and figure out who they are that makes them unique yeah you know you that's exactly what it is you know if you if you're gonna be uh you know, just find out what those characteristics are and, but you got to make sure they're differentiating, right? They, you can't be like the same, like everyone else, because once you're the same as everyone else, then you're competing on one thing and you're competing on price. You're competing on split. You're competing on what do you get, do for me, right? There needs to be some sort of emotional connection to your mission and whatever that mission is, um, you know, and it could be anything. Uh, and, um, you know, it could be you're serving one neighborhood or maybe you're, you're of this income level or maybe, 
um, you, know, you know, you do military, um, um, you know, that, that sort of market, or you're in condos, or you're in high rises, or you're in, you know, traditional homes, whatever it is, you need to own it um, and not worry about being someone else. But you, you also have to be sl slightly different because otherwise, if you don't stand out in the market, um, then what's the difference? Why would they pick you, right? Um, so, you know, we were very fortunate that we, we, we stumbled upon a, um, a theme um, and that resonated in San Francisco. And, and you know, it, it really, uh, we started getting a national following and everyone around the country wanted to, wanted to do what we were doing. So we were very, very blessed to um, have come up with that formula. Great. Um, and while at Climb, you guys actually launched Climb Labs, which I think was a breeding ground for new tech. So we talked about the brand and part of showcasing that brand is obviously technology, but you're in San Francisco, you're a former engineer. Um, I don't see how you can keep away from your own hands being in tech. So tell me a little bit about Climb Labs and what kind of part that played in your brokerage. And then um, we'll talk kind of in your latest venture. Kind of yeah, later. of course. Um, you know, I, one of our hallmarks was innovation or, or the use of innovative technologies to do our business better. And I was always looking for the latest, the best, the, the greatest thing um, on the market. And we were always surrounded by software tools, um, by late, new processes. Um, and um, gadgets that would help us do business. And I would implement them personally. So my, my, I, my business, I, I grew to a, um, I became the number two condo agent in the entire city of San Francisco for a number of years. And I, and I could not be the number one guy, but I'll take number two, um, you know, and, and when I did it through these innovative techniques that really did not, were not being used at the time. You know, we were very big on blogs uh, at the time. They were very, very popular. We were very big on social media. We were very big on a whole host of things um, that that were at the time were very innovative, very different. Um, and you know, we we got this following. People started to wanted to use. I was teaching these techniques. Um, you know, um, I was teaching. You know, all these different technologies for them. We were doing chatbots. Um, you know, we were doing, you know, exploring um, different partnerships with different tech companies. We were the first brokerage to implement Real Scout um, uh, way back in the day. Uh, we, we, we were the first brokerage to, to use Matterport. We were doing drones. Um, we were doing all kinds of things to really get this edge. And, you know, and again, it, it was a lesson I learned from my partner about marketing. Look, if you, if you do something and nobody knows about it, then did you really do it, right? Um, so we, I decided to build Climb Labs as a way to um, celebrate all of these learnings that we've had, but also the failures too. There was a lot of stuff we tried that was like, that was really stupid to do. And you know, like Foursquare. You gotta Square, try it to learn, right? You gotta try it to learn. I mean, I'll give you one example. It's Foursquare, um, you know, it was a social media check-in app and, yeah. and you can become a mayor of a place um, by checking in there. And then the more you checked in, if you were number one in the number of check-ins, you became the mayor. And, and so I thought, hey, this is a great way to, you know, own a neighborhood or own a building. And so like, you know, there was these condo buildings in the city and I, and I kept on checking in in these condo buildings and, you know, our agents were doing it too. And they were, were all mayors of our, of our buildings. And it gave you exposure like, oh, Mark Choix, you know, mayor of this building or, or you know, Matt Finley, mayor of this other building. And, 
I thought it was a great way to 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 say that hey, I, I'm here and you know I'm I'm the number one guy in this building. But you know, fourth grade didn't take off. That check-in feature never took off. Facebook really took off. Right. So. You know, so we celebrated but if you these. Hadn't diversified, you might have missed one that did, right? Of course, you need yeah. to. You know, I, I feel like there's no such thing as failure. There, there is only learning. It's either you try something and it's successful, or you learn how to how to do it again. And you know, um, there's so many things that we had experimented with. You know, Matterport was one that we we tried, and and it was it was great. Uh, we thought it was a fantastic way to visualize properties. Um, and uh, you know that 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 one took off, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, you know we tried all kinds of things. We tried them um, um, like remote viewings. We would send a runner off to go check out properties and video it, and then send the video off to all the agents so they didn't have to go look. Um, so we were trying all kinds of things to try to save time um, and ultimately uh, make more uh, business uh, for the agents and 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 the brokerage as a result too. But, um, you know, so Climb Labs became our honeypot for new technology. So then once we started advertising, we were doing something on Climb Labs, then more tech companies came and we got a lot of notoriety and a lot of, um, you know, fame for this little incubator hub. And, uh, and we, were, we were very often first, you know, to try new things out. So uh, that was really exciting. You've tried a ton of things. I know you always have a really great list of favorite tools and apps and things. So maybe after the session, you can hang out for a minute and chat some of those in for everybody um, to share your current list. I don't, I haven't heard that in a little bit, but I know you're always full of good uh, tools to try. So yep. um, with our few minutes that we have left, tell us a little bit about, so um, you left Climb and have since started Hino, um, yep. which is a technology venture. So you've seen a lot of tech. Um, and there's, it's hard to find a hole in tech anymore. There, there's a million apps that do, uh, you know, so many choices for all these things. So what hole or niche or, or special feature are you able to deliver to prospects clients with this new venture that you have now? Yeah. You know, again, I was an agent for a long time and I was a broker owner for a long time. And, and the one thing, um, that there's many things, but the, the there was one process um, or, or, or workflow that we felt like was never being met properly. And it was, you have a lead that comes in and it's a buyer lead or a seller lead or what have you. And your job as an agent and your most stressful job is to close that lead. How do you close that lead? And so you, we, we, you know, we would have a marketing team that would help design presentations on the fly and customize things. Because if you set a stock presentation to somebody, it, it's not going to close them as well as if it was customized, right? Or if you knew who this person was better, if you knew they were a, a CEO at a tech firm versus um, maybe a first-time buyer, you're going you're gonna to pitch them differently. So um, we never found a tool that could do that well. And so I'm building it. I built, I built a version called High Note. And it allows agents to quickly build winning presentations and pitching decks. Um, and you build it on the fly. Um, it serves like a, a beautiful wrapper around everything you want to deliver. And you deliver it. But not only that, when you deliver it, it stands out. It looks better than the competition. Um, it's, it's cleaner. It's a nice presentation. But then you get data and analytics as to what's important to the reader. So the reader will open it, they'll, you know, you send, you send the presentation with maybe five or 10 sections. 
then you notice what they're checking out. And you, you see how long um, they're reading it. You get a lot of data. You get a lot of insight. Um, did they look at the video? Did they read your testimonials? Did they look at the listing agreement? Did they look at the offer? Um, you know, and there's, there's just so many agents that are using it now and they're winning business. They're winning listings. They have so many stories about how a 22-year-old rookie beat the number three agent in his city. Um, another story, uh, the number one team in San Francisco um, saw that his, his lead was reading his listing presentation for two and a half hours. And then they canceled the appointments for the other um, uh, listing agents they had. Um, so um, another agent won a Zillow lead, a $2 million Zillow lead um, uh, the first time she used the tool. So it's just winning business and- um, Using you know, data. Using data, but also- in anything you do. Yeah, but it's also the way it puts power in the agent's hands. It it's so easy to use and it allows the agent to build whatever they want and deliver it quickly. Then you get data on what's happening. And it's just all the difference in the world. And, and we, we just launched, um, there's a wait list of, of several hundred agents. Um, but if you, if, you, if you kind of reach out to me and, and mention the Explode Conference, we could say something. We, we could get you to skip the list, um, do a demo, but it, it's just, we're, we're, we launched earlier this year um, and uh, it's, it's getting great fanfare and it, it's I, spreading, it's spreading. I always love when tech comes from inside the industry. You're not some uh, VC firm outsider looking at all these realtors that you can make money from. Uh, you've been in the shoes of the brokers in this room. So um, you've got a lot of great experience. You're such a wise man. Um, I love how you said that a lot of the book that inspired you was actually common sense. So um, maybe that's the rule today. Let, let's all go back to the basics and figure out who we are and actually put in those common sense strategies into practice. Um, so thank you so much, Mark. Uh, we're gonna turn it over to the next session, but thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you, it was, it was fun, thank you.